This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Homesdale Radio. Brilliant strike. Short scandal. Put Crystal Palace in front from absolutely nothing. Driven in. And a wonderful strike by Dean Moxie. Dean Moxie does well to put it back into the dead area. This is Jermaine Easter and that's a wonderful finish. Hi everyone, welcome. It is me, Chris Hambling, your host, as always. Um, a little bit later on, we're joined by Dan Pringle, who, uh, as you know, was at the, uh, an academy centre-back last year and uh, wasn't offered a pro deal. We're going to catch up with Dan, find out uh, what the situation was with that and what he's up to now and get some general thoughts on uh, on, on Palace, who obviously he's also a fan of. Um, in the presenting team today, we have Nick Gusset and Mark Ross, which is... Uh, it's, we're the elder statesmen this week, no youngsters. Um, I think that'll probably show later on as we get tired, maybe have a little nap. Um, sort of, uh, well, I think perhaps the best place to start is with the contact information. Um, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, we're twitter.com forward slash whole radio and include at whole radio with your message. On Facebook, we're facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Uh, you can give us a call at an opportune moment on 0208 123 1646. And email is radio at net. Um, up front, I just want to uh, uh, remind you about the Let's Buy a Season Ticket initiative. We talked to Richard Wilshire about that. Um, well, I think it was, uh, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago. I forget. I'm getting old. Uh, but anyway, the, the process for donations is now over. Um, it's well over £2,000 uh, been raised there. And Richard's now looking at the next stage, which is to uh, to actually purchase those season tickets. And there's enough for, for five adult season tickets and for five children's season tickets. Apparently, I was sounding robotic there. I apologise. Um, anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, the, the process now is for nominations. There's a thread on both the Homestar and the BBS now. If you check that out, if you know of someone who uh, you think is deserving of um, having a season ticket bought for them, I think they're doing it in um, in groups with one adult, one child. Um, don't forget, obviously, a, a child's season ticket can be used for evening games by an adult. And basically, uh, they're also looking for uh, people who are involved with local charities and schools uh, to see perhaps 
uh, if there's something that we can do with that money there. Um, I'll read from Richard's email. He says, The school's bit is quite cool, uh, as we want various age groups to conjure up anything Palace-related. Posters, cool new kits, short stories. Anything goes as long as the theme is CPFC with the winners receiving the tickets. So a few a little competition, perhaps, with a charity or a school. So basically, get involved on that. There's, as I say, there's threads uh, for Let's Buy a Season Ticket or abbreviated to Albast. It's on uh, cpfc.org and on uh, homestyle.net. So uh, do have a look there, and obviously any queries, uh, you're welcome to contact us or contact Richard, who's Tasty Snacks on both of those as his username. And, uh, well, I think from there, the best thing we can do is find out what uh, what Nick and Mark have been up to. Um, so I'm going to go to you first, Nick. Now, Nick, you expressed some concern about, I, mean, I think you'd, you'd won a, a prize on a on a radio show last season, and you're, you're still waiting for that prize, is that correct? Well, I wasn't sure whether it was a prize or an acid flashback I was having. Um, it might not have actually happened. But um, yeah. just in case, both my sons are chained to the front door waiting, waiting for the postman <laughs> to come. They were, they were pretty cheesed off today. I went to the beach and left no. them waiting for the postman because I didn't think he'd get it through. <laughs> well, nor, nor would he get the, um, the, the parcel through either. But, yeah, so they're, they're pretty weird, set up. Um, yeah, weird. I, I don't know what's happened there. I mean, I'll, uh, obviously, I mean, we, we've sent, I'd say, at least three or, or four different shirts in the post now. I think your postman must be stealing them. Um, He's a Charlton uh, fan. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly, I think that, uh, that, that Tony Moreland as well, who, who won the, uh, an away shirt for the survey that we did last year, weirdly, his has gone missing quite a lot as well. I don't really know what's happened. Um, perhaps we'll have to get these specially couriered. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me, just a, a slight cough there. Uh, Mark, we haven't heard from you for a, for a fair while. Uh, what the hell have you been up to? Hi, Chris. Uh, hi, Nick. Um, hi, Mark. Well, as I've been pretty busy, actually. Un- unfortunately, uh, I haven't been able to make any of the pre-season fixtures, which has been disappointing, but, of course, uh, I've been able to keep in touch via whole radio and the message board, what's been going on and uh, who's been shining and not yeah. and uh, the various trialists that have been at Palace over the last couple of weeks I will be at Bromley tomorrow though so uh, anyone who fantasies it whole radio will be there not broadcasting yeah. but uh, I think Chris will be tweeting any relevant uh, I, I, details I regarding the fixture is that right? That's right, mate. Yeah, I will do. I've I've done that for obviously I'm quite tragic and I've been to every preseason friendly so far, uh, and I've I've kept people updated in one way or another from all of those. I had quite an interesting one uh, at Bournemouth where I think there were quite a few of us tweeting updates, and uh, one of the lads behind me I can't remember his surname John John Griffiths I think he is on Twitter uh, on Twitter he's John John Tom or something like that. He was making this up. <laughs> no, he was actually about three, four rows behind me and actually tweeted me at the game and said, wave, if you're reading this, which amused me. <laughs> Just nice I must thing. say, um, Chris, I was very impressed because um, I was in the chat room on one of your tweet nights mm. and um, Lewis Shemegal actually asked me to tweet you to find out what you thought of Stilton and you found the time to reply. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get going, it's, uh, it's a sight to behold on that. I'm not sure exactly how much of the game I see because I'm, you know, I'm sort of looking up, looking down, trying to trying to tweet it's frantically. Is that- possible. I'll tell you one thing that which is interesting, and uh, uh, any sensitive listeners who don't like swear words, uh, you might want to block your ears for a short while. But um, the autocorrect on my phone changes the word "shot" to "shit" every time. I can, if you don't spot that, it can look really bad. Karen Andrew has just screwed a shit wide. 
you know? <laughs> I'm no Most of it's probably true. Apparently my mic is ruined. I might have to unplug and restart. Uh, okay, bear with me. Guys, talk amongst yourself. Hold on. Uh, well, well, as I was saying, the uh, game tomorrow night at Bromley is a 7.45 kickoff. So anyone who's, who's uh, planning on going... Well, Chris and I will definitely be there. I'm not sure who else is going from the team. And I uh, may um, try and make it along. I did promise the kids, but it depends whether the shirt arrives and whether I can get them away from the letterbox or not. Uh, yeah, maybe we have to rape one off one of the players at the game or something if you go. But um, it's yeah, a 745 kickoff down at Hayes Lane. Anyone who's umming and ahhing about going, it's always a good atmosphere down there. A couple of bars, plenty of refreshments, and... Uh, it's pretty easy to get to, train to Bromley South, and then a quarter of an hour walk or five minutes on a bus. Hello, so, London. Hello, you London. Know. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Hello, London. <laughs> um, early email. Chris, you're, you're really you're, quiet, Chris. You're sacked. <laughs> Chris, is your wife in another room? Have you, are you outside your house? I don't know what's happened. Everything's fine. Quiet. Is it, seriously, am I quiet? Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah. Mm. It's quiet. Anyway, so um, this, this anyway, yeah. is friendly, Mark. Um, yeah, it's, it's a yearly event, isn't it? I've never actually been to one. Is it? Is it? It's always it's, a, it's always a cracking event, and we never seem to do very well. We, I think, the last few seasons we've ended up, I think, drawing down there. But it's always good entertainment, and Mark Goldberg's back managing there, and he helped ruin the club. So it's always good to give him a bit of stick. He lost his fortune and and put the club into administration in two thousand and. Yeah, mine. Yeah. So you're not bitter then? No, he drinks in in a in one or two of the local pubs not far from where I live, and uh, yes, yeah, a little bit of banter. Is it like all non-league grounds where you can change ends at half time if you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't enjoy that. You can just that. move around. Yeah, you can move around. Right, I, I found a setting on my volume that was right turned right down low. Yes, is, is that better? Is it? It's weird how the setting was turned yes. completely to the minimum. I'd, anyway, so um. It's live technical problem solving. Isn't that exciting? Um, Nick, Nick and I were just discussing the Bromley friendly. Yeah, wave. sorry, mate. Yeah, I, I had you mentioned uh, Mr. Goldberg, of course, there. He's in his third spell, which is interesting. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that, mate. Obviously, uh, I think that people, a lot of people talk about Bromley being the chance to have a drink at the bar and watch the game at the same time. It's the one benefit there. But, but I did yeah. notice... I did notice it was... Uh, it was... Uh, 12 quid. Oh, can you not hear a word I'm saying? Yeah, I don't no, know. It's better. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, I mean, let's not worry about it for now. Hopefully it will pick up, but I, you know, I've, I've got a feeling it might be our wonderful Google Docs that's doing it for us. But anyway. Oh, it is, it is, um, you're right, actually, Chris, it is 12 notes on the door. And, mm. uh, I don't think I'll get away as an under five. So uh, is it a, is it a fiver for nippers under under sixteen? I, I don't know, mate. I I don't have any children, and I don't not that I'm aware of anyway. And, you could uh, borrow some. Uh, yeah, I could look it up now, but I'm not going to because probably uh, the microphones will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm just about to close Google Docs, so hopefully that will uh, that will sort my problems out. But uh, I need to actually get the show contents copied into something else otherwise i won't know what i'm doing anyway chris well um we're about we... to talk about the the friendlies that have happened since the last game that's the main reason um so uh yeah so i mean the first obviously the first friendly uh since the last show was the norwich game um guys who, who was that that was it just me just you 
Oh dear. Um, that was obviously our, our supposed marquee friendly, uh, where mm. we took a Premier League side on uh, at home, uh, got a crowd in, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and showed what we can do uh, with the season ahead. We um, we did, of course, win that game uh, with a, with a goal from Nathaniel Pinney at the end. Uh, don't know. Have you have you heard about what, what that goal was like? Shall I describe it to you? Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. what it was, <laughs> it was a, uh, it's a lovely bit of play in the midfield. Um, eventually, the ball found Stuart O'Keefe, uh, who's had a very very good preseason. Uh, he slotted the ball, uh, sort of a nice little through ball uh, in behind the defence. Uh, Pinny timed the run absolutely perfectly, rounded the keeper and. Uh, yep, slotted it home and celebrated in front of the homestyle. And he's been doing that all, all pre-season. He really has. Uh, he, he's looked like a real goal threat. Um, I mean, he's, he's possibly one of the, the sort of the, the highlights of pre-season, if, if that's right. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, I suppose that's one of the, the main positives to take from, from that game. There's also quite a lot of, um, I think if you look at Nor- Norwich came and, and they played some good football, um, and they, they put us under a lot of pressure for, a lot, for long spells. And in that game, which when obviously we'll come on to, uh, to a bit, well, Dulwich and Bournemouth later on, but in that game we looked solid defensively, and that's where we can talk about the two trialists we had at centre back that day. Now, uh, Davies sort of emerged as, um, uh, sort of out of nowhere during during the course of that day, uh, so <laughs> so basically, yeah. you know, he, he sort of he sort of appeared in the team and he did very very well first half. Uh, I, I was I was tweeting from the game. I mean, if you if you, I'll, I'll go to you, Mark. You've seen a lot of football, and we'll go to Nick afterwards. Uh, do you know much about Andrew Davies? Uh, probably no more than uh, most of us, really. I know that he's he's had a sort of bit of a injury hit career. From from what I know, and he's sort of, uh, but uh, I, I don't know, uh, you know, without having seen him play, to be honest, and yeah. you know, because of because he is a bit injury prone, I, I'm not really in a very good position to judge. Uh, no, that's, that's uh, whether fair. or not he would be like firstly a good player for the club and a good partner for Paddy, and you know, that's not taking into account uh, anybody else who. May or may not come in in the next week. Yeah, that's, so. that's totally fair, Mark. Um, reading, um, reading a Stoke forum, they they said if he could remain injury free, he'd be a fantastic asset for us. Mm. It's just the whole injury free thing. So yeah, it's, it's I, a bit of a worry. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's got to be taken into account. I think I read today we're looking at um, a short term loan for him, which sort of either indicates we're going to take a close look uh, in competitive games and. You know, think about maybe signing him on a permanent at some point, or it means we've got other targets in mind and he's a stopgap. But um, I mean, certainly that, that first half of Norwich, he, um, he 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 impressed me with his ability to read the game. People said he was slow, but I, I found he was always in the right position there, and uh, I thought he did work quite well with Paddy as well. Now again, the two of them without any real pace, is, I suppose that's where the weakness is going to be in that defence. But uh, but both uh, of them covered pretty well. Yeah, I mean he's he's what is he six three I think he's quite he's quite a presence isn't he and he's only twenty six so and he's got a lot of experience he's been a pro since two thousand and two so you yeah. know uh, he he might be able he might be you know good for a season until you know either one of the youngsters comes through or we actually get somebody um, 
uh, else on a permanent basis. You know, okay. but, uh, he's got he's he's certainly got experience. But if you if you look at his appearance record over the last sort of nearly ten years, it's mm. it's pretty poor. But um, you know, he's got a lot to prove, and maybe you know the fact that he uh, has been given an opportunity by Doogie to show what he can do, and he's he's more or less guaranteed a more or less guaranteed a, a first team position if uh, yeah. he can if he can get a contract at, uh, at Palace. Then that must be a good incentive for him yeah, uh, so. to, to knuckle down and then eventually probably go back to his current club Stoke and yeah. and try and cement a place there. Yeah, yeah, I think they got, got some decent. They got some decent uh, centre yeah. halves so at Stoke. Anyway, he's also he's also in the last year of his deal as well. So I think maybe it's a chance for him to earn something, not necessarily at Palace, but just to earn something. Um, okay, well, moving smoothly on from. Uh, Movely, that's not a word. <laughs> I just yeah, I just noticed an email coming from someone for you, Nick. We'll we'll come to that later on. Okay. Um, no, what it is. Um, Obviously, there's a second trialist who came on in the second half, and he really did impress people, uh, and that was Maxime Brio. I think I've pronounced that right, or something similar. Uh, he looked, in that second 45 minutes against Norwich, we'll come to Bournemouth in a bit, but he looked uh, he looked the real deal. He, looked, he was very, very vocal from minute one, although I don't, I don't know if he speaks the language clearly or what, but he was quite happy pointing and organising and shouting. Uh, he positioned himself brilliantly. He seemed to get to everything that Norwich threw threw at us, um, and and was part of a very good second half display from us, which uh, which ended in us obviously winning that game. Um, at, at that point in time, I, I said I said you know let's let's have both. If we have those two for the season ahead, that's defensive problems in the centre solved. We move on, but. Obviously, our manager, well, our staff are a bit more canny than that, and they know that we need to look more than uh, more than forty-five minutes in one pre-season friendly. So, I'm probably going to move straight on to Dulwich after that because uh, we've we've talked for a while on Norwich and what with our technical issues that are hopefully now sorted. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Dulwich was a was a four-three defeat, and it was a club eleven game, which is essentially reserves and youth. Um, I got to that game pretty pretty late. We'd already gone one nil down from a direct free kick, and as I was walking to find a seat, uh, we went pretty much went two nil down, and um, that was uh, basically defensive naivety. And um, really, it's uh, you know, really, it's uh, oh, hang on, we have a caller. We have a caller unknown. Go on, hello, unknown phone. Are you there? No, it's not there. Um, don't, don't. I just give up with you, Mike. You just sent no one through to me. Thanks for that. So anyway, yeah, done it. So um, I think a bit defensive naivety. We had Quade Taylor uh, and we had Ryan Ennis, who are two very young, uh, inexperienced centre backs, and they're playing against you know, okay, non-league opposition, but they, these guys are, are men and, and experienced players. Uh, and it was just a little bit, that, and that happened all game. They got caught out by a long ball, and I think that perhaps. A lot of people getting excited, myself included, about the uh, the the potential of these players and whether they could play a part this season. And I think I think that showed why why Dougie's looking as intently as he is for a centre back because you can't rely on young players to be at it every single game. Certainly, if you take uh, Taylor into the equation, he was excellent against um, East Grinstead, I think it was. Um, but but he you know he was still very very good for most of the game. But there's this. You know the communication and concentration issues that you expect from young players, and we were caught out. 
called very, very cold. But I mean, Chris, so where we is, I know um, we are short at the back at the moment, but on a positive note, uh, Kadagan played, O'Keefe played, and Marrow is back. How was how his performance? Mm, well, Marrow, uh, he doesn't know the meaning of the word friendly. Uh, he, he really doesn't. He, um, <laughs> very, very early on, he was squ- squared up to someone, but a serious hand. I think he ended up taking a knock uh, and coming off at half time with, uh, with ice on his, uh, I don't know, it was his ankle or what, but um, I think we've got another call. We might keep putting through while we talk about this. And uh, what, what we basically have was um, was a, uh, a, you know, we we know we know what Marrow is capable of, and we, we did miss him in the second half of the season when he was out injured. My worry is that that knock was the ankle going again, and you know we ha- we've seen a bit of him since. I think he came on against Norwich, if I remember rightly. But, um, but I mean, injuries have uh, have pretty much ruined his spell with us so far, and I hope that's not a um, not something that's going to carry on for the rest of the season. Okay, caller, hello, who are we speaking to? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are we all? I'm not good too thanks. bad. Very well, uh, thanks. Craig, Craig from Bromley, season ticket holder in the Armstrong Road End. Okay, Adam. Um, basically, I mean, I think we're all thinking out the box. I mean, with, with this uh, this fella from Stoke City, um, I mean, I was at the Norwich game, and uh, I follow you mm. on Twitter. Great coverage as always. Um, I was at the Norwich game, and uh, I was really impressed with the centre back in the centre half, that, that brilliant. And I don't yeah. understand why we're not. I mean, let's, let's, like I said, if we think outside that box, in that first month we've got that Davies on loan. If one of them two gets injured, who have we got? It's a very, very good point. Um, um, I think that's what a lot of fans are worried about. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly the, the concern going into the new season. I think when we look at uh, Brio, I think, I think you've, you've led us quite nicely onto the Bournemouth game and, and what happened in that match. I mean, I hope uh, there's obviously a few uh, tweets... Uh, Searching around, basically saying that um, because he scored the young goal, this and, and, and things like that. I mean, that's just football at the end of the day, you know. What I mean? Well, what I would say about about that game is certainly I wouldn't have based it on the own goal because I, I, you know, I don't like to apportion blame. But if you're going to do it, I, that, that was Baroni's ball to come and sort out. So I wouldn't blame him for that. Uh, Dougie hint, hinted at a communication issue, and I think maybe if you're talking about a budget and you're talking about you've got to make the right choice, if you've got a little doubt like that hanging over a player, um, then maybe that was a factor. But I tell you what, I thought uh, from seeing him play. I think he played the, the entire game, well, most of it anyway, against Bournemouth. Uh, it wasn't apparent against Norwich, and it's that he was quite—he's quite slightly built. I mean, he's tall, yeah. but he looked like he was—he was, he was getting pushed around. A bit lightweight, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's I mean, I think... sorry, I was going to say, if if we were to um, keep players based on own goals, we would have got a shot of Paddy a long, long time ago. <laughs> and if it's a communication issue thing, then why is Doggy manager? Because I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> and I have half a team can. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're French, does it? <laughs> if you're French, what chance have you got of understanding Doggy? So, Craig, who would you, uh, who would you um, plump for if, uh, on, based on what you've seen pre-season? Who would I have gone for? Yeah. Um, S- centre-half wise. I mean, because like I said, if, if, if if the worst comes to the worst and one of them gets injured, you've got cover. I mean, don't forget last season, we had the two centre-rolls and we had cover, didn't we, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm saying if one of them gets injured, I think, well, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. Three at the back, five in midfield. 
And I know why, because he hasn't, he hasn't played a competitive game for us. But he's, uh, in terms of the young defenders that we have, uh, young centre backs, he's, he's the one who should be furthest along in his development. And it's, uh, it's Jack Holland. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, okay. Now, now, Jack, uh, was very, very highly rated when he, pa- he paired with, uh, Jerry Nemamni, I think it was, uh, in, uh, what was, uh, the, I think it was the, well, the best defence in the under-18s league a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. And now, I didn't, I, I, I wondered where it's gone, because he went on loan at the end of last season. And, um, basically, he, uh, yeah, so he went out on loan to, to, uh, Eastbourne, I think it was, uh, played a couple of games and then seemed to disappear and I assumed we released him. But I, I read that we'd given him a two year contract in March, so I, I, I maybe there's a... Look what happened to Eastbourne. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think they were long gone when he got there, but, um, but anyway, I think, um, I think we're gonna have to end because of my technical problems, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, you're a bit, you're a bit, uh, distant. Yeah, yeah. A bit distant, but it's not a problem. And like I said, uh, well, like I said, I follow you on Twitter, so like great coverage as always. Uh, I'll look forward to the in the future. For the yeah, cheers, Paul Craig. Cheers. Must be you, Craig. Bye. Okay, if if anyone can still hear me, uh, which I hope you can, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to go and play a, a, a tune so I can go away and reset everything and hopefully come back. Uh, fighting fit, and then we'll have a, we'll have a chat to Dan Pringle. So, well, what I'm going to do, Chris, um, Chris yep. is um, when I listen to the podcast, I'm going to watch um, Peter Crouch doing his robot dance on YouTube. I think it's <laughs> quite well. Fair news. All right, well, uh, do a bit of music for a while, and we'll be back shortly.
I know his life's the same again I can ask him again Welcome back. Hopefully I'm no longer a robot, which would be nice, wouldn't it? Okay, before we were forced to go into that little break, um, we were about to talk about Bournemouth, and we'll, uh, we'll keep it fairly quick, because we want to talk to Dan Pringle again uh, in a second. But, uh, gents, you have some questions. Yeah, sure, Chris. Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, well, generally about the uh, pre-season games in general, a lot of fans mm. have been commenting about how well Sean Scannell has been playing pre-season. Yep. And this has got to be a big season for him. Uh, I, can you see him being a major part of Doogie's plans for the forthcoming yeah, season? Yeah, I, I absolutely can, yeah. Um, I think I think we saw at the end of last season some very encouraging signs from, from Sean. And I think, um, well, I think basically... That, oh, thanks for that, Mike. You're telling me the uh, thing's fine now. I get distracted by these uh, messages I get. It's not good, is it? I need to, no, I need to re- repeat the question. No, I, I know. It's scandal. <laughs> 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 okay, sorry. Right. Um, no, I think I think the end of last season we saw before we got that unfortunate ban at the end. Uh, he'd been out injured a while. Came back, looked absolutely brilliant. And, um, you know, 
I, I think think people were very, getting quite excited at that point. Uh, then he got the, the silly sending off, and we didn't see him after that, and it was it was very frustrating. But pre-season, he's come back that sort of a player. He's extremely uh, direct. Uh, he's not one for a load of tricks, um, but he will he will use close control to take it round a player. But what he's developed this time, he's he's developed the ability to look up. You know, he he, he can see oh, he can something see Wolf game. could learn from. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've been saying it a, a, a few times. I know. That's a, it's a fair criticism, uh, of someone like Wilf. And Sean, Sean in his early career as well, they had the exact same thing. That when a young player breaks into the side and he's all about pace and dribbling and all that sort of stuff, they always look at their feet. And it takes him two seasons before that head comes up when they start looking at the game as a whole. And that's happened for Sean. Uh, and well, that's, Chris, that's what, the, it, what it is for him. The best, well, the million dollar question is where do you think his best position is? Uh, I think he's, he's, it's got to be a striker. When he went up alongside, uh, Murray in the Bournemouth game. I mean, he was probably our standout player second half anyway. Uh, and, but when he went up alongside Murray after the changes, I mean, although we, that was the point really where we started to lose the game. But he was absolutely all over that pitch. If you remember how AJ used to be, just buzzing all around that pitch, running at people, you know, getting involved in absolutely everything in the corners and dropping down into midfield onto the wings, all that sort of stuff, just being a right little pain, but being so direct and pushing people into mistakes. That's what so it was. Think, so you think exactly. he's a good good fall for Glenn Murray then? I, I think so, but I, I, the only reservation I have on that is I'm not sure Glenn Murray's that kind of a player. I think he wants to be in that box and put in the, put in the final touch on the ball. Uh, John Scannell will create for him, don't get me wrong. But I don't see I don't see Murray as that. I see someone like Everson maybe as that player, or even Calvin Andrew as that player who we're going to hit with a with a with a diagonal ball or something like that. It's just going to be the muscle uh, that, that we get we get Scannell and, and Zaha in around. But so who are we gonna? How are we gonna get the best out of Glenn Murray then? <laughs> so it's a good follow up question. Can't accommodate. Can't accommodate. Honestly, uh, I don't know. That's going to be that's going to be Dougie's big challenge in my view. Um, I think Glenn Murray has shown enough in terms of touch and, uh, and skill to know that he 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 can be very very effective even at this level. Um, I know he's not proved himself at this level, but in and around the team and, and interacting with the players uh, on the pitch, he looks like he's got something. But what what we're going to do to get the best out of him, I don't know. We don't play a lot of high crosses into the area, and he'll he'll put them away. And and we don't really I don't know. We've been getting the ball down a lot more pre-season. Uh, playing the intricate little passing, and I was, but the, I mean the one time he broke through the defence was from an awful back pass. So, so we haven't really put him through on goal either. But that'll come. He's just got he's got to learn, and we've got to learn. He's got to learn how to play with our with our guys, and we've got to learn what he's best at. I, I think it will get there. So, um, okay, sorry. So, Nick, your question. I was going to ask you um, about the the kind of midfield, and are we missing Dan's that much? Um, who who can you see filling that role that you've seen in the? Um, in the friendly, in the friendly yeah, so well, far. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, KG has, has been earmarked for the Dan's role, uh, but he's been injured for the last couple of games. Um, yeah. I, I just think what what we had from from Neil Dan's was just someone who was all about energy and endeavour. Yeah. I think, but in some ways, the system we're playing now, which has been pretty much a four four two more often than not, or four four one one, you like. I think that I don't see where. Dan's would have been that effective in that system. I think he's better in a three-man midfield where he's got, you know, license to roam around a bit. Yeah, uh, I think perhaps it, it it might be best for all concerned that that he went went to Leicester. Really, um, I, I see certainly. Um, 
I don't know. We Jedinak, we've not seen anything of, have we? So it's it's hard no. to to talk about him. But certainly, if you take KG and Marrow as as the midfield pairing, for example, two players that we know about. If Marrow's fit, playing the defensive role, uh, with KG more of a more of an attacking and free role, I think that's a solid midfield, and I, and I like it. And I think I think there's certainly we're going to miss Dan's Dan's uh, ability to get a shot on on goal and get yeah and to score. He had a, he had a knack for scoring goals. Uh, two more, two more quick questions. Cause I know we've got Dan Pringles waiting somewhere correct. in the ether. Um, should we be too worried about these results? I know in the seasons we've done really well in the friendlies, we've actually done terribly the season after. Uh, you know, should should we be too worried? Yeah, sorry, I was taking a sip in the middle of that question of my booze. Um, I think I think we should be concerned about what what a couple of the results have shown us, and that's that we're slightly weak. Um, in terms of depth, and we all know the obvious screaming problem is is centre backs, and and I suppose if you look at where we are now, how close we are to the start of the season, it's it is a little alarming that that's not been resolved. I think it's it's unwise to pretend that's not the case. But and the last question. Go on. I was just saying, I don't think we should read. Don't think we should read that much into it. I think we've got plenty to be positive about. Would be my final word on that one. Yeah, that sounds good. The goal scoring sounds a bit of an issue, which I'll come on to mm. talk about Peterborough later. Um, the um the the thing I really want to know is you've spent a bloody fortune <laughs> on pre-season friendlies. Are you? Well, and I know we're going to talk about this later on, but have you kept your ticket stubs? Uh, not for pre-season, no. I've got them. Well, there's bits lying about. I can see a I can see a Wickham stub and a Crawley stub. Uh, I didn't keep my so, uh, East Grinstead one, but it's, it's you know it's been. I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed it to a point, but um. And I've kind, of, but the last few have been. I felt I felt obliged to go because you know, what's the point in going to, for example, Bromley? I can't really afford to go, but what's the point in going to all the friendlies except the last one? So I will go. <laughs> I've got a quick question, quick question for you, yep. um, Chris. Just um, because I haven't been able to go to any of the pre-season games, mm-hmm. um, the youngsters, Pinney, Capri, Sinis, Taylor, Holness, Daniel Williams, all got runs out in the pre-season. Yeah. Uh, any of them impress you? Anyone you think? Is ready to step up. I, I think all is. of them, have, all of them have done have done really, really well. I think uh, I was unfortunate that Alex Winter got injured very early on, but I think the name everyone's been talking about Taylor. is John. Will- John, no, John Williams. Oh, really? Taylor did really, really well at centre back against East Grinstead, but John Williams looks the player to step up. Um, and we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk to, uh, to Dan. We'll talk to Dan yeah. about him in yeah, a bit. Sure. Dan knows him well. Isn't he a brilliant guitarist, John Williams? I think you're thinking of another <laughs> is it one. The same one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Okay, listen. We're we're gonna have a quick break uh, now while we while we get hold of Dan, and then we'll be back and, and and chatting to him. So coming up next, it's news in brief. Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park every Monday night. This is Homesdale Radio. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is news in brief. This week at Palace, there is no news in brief. News in brief. 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 We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. Oh, <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Uh, Dan, I think you've just connected. Are you there, mate? Yeah, you're right, boys. Oh, fantastic. You're right. How are you doing? 
Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Evening, Dan. <clears throat> yeah, I was. Okay, we've got, uh, we've got, it's, uh, this is Chris, by the way, and we've also got Mark uh, lurking in the background who will come up with some follow-up questions for you. Yeah. Uh, I think we've lost Nick somewhere, but that'll be fine. He'll come back <laughs> at some point. Um, all right, mate, well, look, we'll, we'll dive straight into the questions, obviously. Um, I think you've, you've had a look, but we'll, um, I'm just going to read them out of the page, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so since, obviously, since we last spoke to you, uh, way back, it was our fourth ever show where we knew even less about what we were doing than we do now. Um, yeah. Quite a lot has changed for you, for yourself. Uh, you played out the season at Palace, and you unfortunately told you you weren't going to be offered a pro deal. Um, it's a yeah. moment for, for those concerned. Um, so, who was it who gave you that news, and, and what really was said? Um, it was a meeting with Dougie and Gary's at UT manager. Um, as I said in my blog, it was predominantly Dougie that did the talking, um, mm. which I respect because obviously at the end of the day it's his team I'd be going into, um, and. Yeah, there was there was a few reasons uh, he sort of he, he said. Um, as I think the main one was the lack of football that I've sort of missed, not just last um, in my first year scholar year. Um, I'm talking to way back to the sort of under 14s uh, and a bit in the under 15 season, oh, right. where I just sort of felt I was always playing catch up to the boys a bit, um, which I think that obviously that that age is such an important age where he's kind of the basics, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I felt like I was sort of always playing catch-up, but I also said I felt I was close to, to getting it. Um, so I think the, uh, personally, I think I improved a lot in my um, in my second year. I started off really rusty, um, and it, t- it took me a while to kind of remember how to play football again, like the tactical yeah. side. Um, well, you, um, I was going to say, you got, I mean, you got pretty much as close as you can possibly get, um, which yeah. is... Uh, well, you know, which is obviously probably very extremely frustrating for you. But in this, and the injury situation wasn't really under your control. But I mean, even, even uh, taking those things into account, was it? Um, well, was it? Was it a shock to you, or did you have an, an inkling that this is a, it was a possibility? Um, I was I was telling myself before I went in, um, sort of not to it in, in the weeks, but not to it to, to sort of if I, when I was sort of logically thinking about the players that were coming in or the players that were already there. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking probably probably not. Um, and I wasn't playing reserves regularly, which I thought was a big big indication. Um, yeah. There's always that part of you that thinks, well, maybe they they've seen enough. Maybe um, they already know they don't need to um, sort of thing. But I was I was expecting it. But as I said, you can't um, sort of gear yourself up for it. You can expect not to. You can expect to be told no as much as possible. But when they actually say it, um, you don't know how you actually you're going to feel and react. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. It was, it was hard to take, obviously, um, being there for such a long time. Uh, but I've got so much respect for Dougie and the way he did it and what he said to me. Um, I saw him today. I was I went down today to um, speak to a few people and he sort of was nice as ever. Um, yeah. So no, it's I don't hold anything. Sort of, he's he's got his reasons. Um, whether I agree with them or not, kind of doesn't matter. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The difference is mm. it's his team, and I have to respect that what he wants um, and what he does best for Crystal Palace. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, you're obviously you're a Palace fan. So do you think that in itself made it made it harder for you? Um, I mean, obviously you, you did get quite a lot of support pretty much straight away on on Twitter and things like that from from the Palace faithful, and, and I'm sure you've got good people around you as well. Did that did it soften the blow, or does it somehow make it worse because it's your club and you just you know you were that close? Um, I think it made it worse to be honest. Um, the support, obviously, the support I got on Twitter was ridiculous. To be fair, I thought I'd get a couple of sort of never mind, you'll be alright kind of thing, but the, the support mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got, literally I've got a couple hundred people um, sort of wishing me well and everything. Um, yeah, I think it was harder to take because of being a being a Palace fan. Um, the best way that I can describe it as is your girlfriend telling you that she doesn't want to be with you anymore. It's <laughs> You love yeah. them, and then one day you say, all right, we need to talk, and in your mind you go, oh, all right. <laughs> It's, it's one of them that say, all right, well, yeah, it's all right, but I don't want to be even more. No matter how much you like them, they're telling you, no, you have to deal with it. There's nothing you can say yeah. to them. I think, think we've all been there, especially yes. Mark. Um, Dan. <laughs> Dan. Chris, yeah. can I ask Dan a question? Of course Dan. you can, Mark. Hi, Dan. Um, obviously, Carl Knight, was it Charlie Mann, Reese Williamson? Yeah. We're all released with you. Are you still in touch with them, and how did they take take the news? Yeah, I speak to them regularly. Um, obviously, where we all kind of join full time, um, so we're kind of all thrown in at the deep end, kind of like stick together. Um, and we all got really close. My my year group was really close. There was only seven of us um, that got scholars, um, which is quite a small number in regard to UC this year. It's something like twenty two players, ridiculous. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I still speak to them regularly. I spoke to I spoke to Knight yesterday on the phone. Um, obviously, Reese is doing great up in Celtic he's loving it um, mm. and I spoke to Charlie yesterday as well actually uh, so we were all sort of messing each other sort of uh, how you getting on where are you and stuff um, and I think they took it they, they took it well I think they all had their sort of um, they all kind of knew like me they kind of wasn't uh, they thought it might be coming did they? yeah so like when you're going to, obviously you're not going to say oh yeah I think I'm going to get one like we could genuinely yeah. sort of give each other feel like um, it probably wasn't to be, um, but no, we all we keep in touch. Even now, we like um, support each other. But obviously, we're all doing our separate things now, so we talk we talk when we can. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to keep in touch with them because you never know if you're going to need them again in the future, or yeah, um, or they're your mates. You know what I mean? Um, they've gone from sort of football colleagues to mates for life. Some of them, so it's. it's so yeah. you, you've grown up, grown up with these people. Oh, that's an interesting sound there. No, I was saying you, you've grown up with those guys, so you, yeah, you have to keep in touch with with the ones you uh, you get on with most. And it kind of taken me on to where I was going to go, which was uh, what you're up to now. Um, I believe you've joined a, a non-league side, and I just want to you know tell us a bit about how that is. What's it been like? Yeah, um, well, with a non-league side at the moment, uh, it's it's all right. Um, we've 
Moving back, we've uh, been back a couple of weeks now, had a few games. Um, not don't really want to say who it is. I think it's been out in the South London Press and a few other oh, okay. uh, papers and stuff. Um, I don't really like to say who yet because I'm not 100% on what's going to be happening. Um, so unless I know everything's sort of signed, still delivered um, with what I want to do, then um, okay, yeah, that's fair. Say. But it's it's kind of like it's, it takes getting used to. Um, like when I went, when originally joined first training session, I kind of went home, ticked off, um, and that was my own fault for trying to compare everything to Crystal Palace. Like once you, yeah. it's a substantial drop. Um, it's more difficult in a lot of ways, but it's more frustrating as well. Um, but no, it's 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 all right. Yeah, so I've got to get used to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to ask, really, I mean, obviously, the, the, whoa, 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 I think I can hear myself really loudly. <laughs> That's quite confusing. Sorry, mate. Um, what I was, yeah, what I was going to say is, um, facility-wise, it must be, it must be, you know, streets away from what you were used to. So, is it you're talking facilities, or is it just atmosphere that's the biggest change? Um, facilities, yeah, standard of football, um, the players, where an academy team you kind of got, Every player's kind of top level is maybe three or four um, top level down there, and you've got a lot of luck, a lot of graft. There's a lot of players that are not the technically technical ability to to play much higher. Um, but the atmosphere is good. It's a it's a, it's a nice club um, I'm with. But uh, as I say, I'm yeah, a few um, things that need to be ironed out before anything kind of okay. further. So, all right, mate. Well, I won't push you on that. That's fine. Um, well. Sort of uh, the ne- next question really is, is talking about um, players who have had to take that sort of step down, but have gone on to come back really, because that's where you'll be you'll be thinking, that's where you'll be looking for for inspiration, if you like. I sort of mentioned in, in my notes Chris Smalling, who was at Maidstone a couple of years ago, and I said he's now at the second biggest club in the country after Palace uh, <laughs> in Man United. Um, it is quite an obvious statement to say that that sort of thing is an inspiration, but is, I mean, how is it? How you see your your own future. You're that close to a contract at championship level. So, although you're taking quite a quite a big step back, uh, do you, you know, do you, you still got that belief that you can get back to that level or potentially beyond? Yeah, um, of course, I still got the belief. Um, obviously, in a dream world, that is what happens. You know, get spotted by a big club, go on, um, make loads of money, have a great great life. Um, mm. But the percentage of that, like the there's, for one Chris Morning, there's another you know, hundred players more than that thousand players that are still sort of grafting away in the non-league um, yeah yeah. I suppose that is the aim to you know have a good game in pre-season against someone or someone to catch your name and then come and have a look at you um, but it's, it's all luck really um, like Chris Maldin for example he would have had he would have had a grind on the day someone comes to watch him and then someone else talks about him and it's, it's yeah. Really yeah. down to luck as well you have a stinker one week no one comes and have a great week the next week, and then you'll you find yourself in the prem. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, fine fine lines, really. You know, ma- the margins between success and failure there. Um, okay, you, well, Chris, um, cool. Dan, Dan um, without disclosing where you're playing, I mean, are, are you in one of these situations where the scouts regularly at, at your games? Uh, yeah, um, I think the, uh, the team I'm at has got is renowned for pushing players on, um, and I've kind of without saying much kind of no, wanted no, that to be known that there is uh, the chance should anything come along then nothing would sort of hold me back um, but 
No, the other thing I was going to say is that um, the how do I word it? Like the um, the scouts will come if they're here. If you know what I mean, like they they do not yeah. Yeah. go uh, turn up willy nilly. Um, so you've got to kind of put yourself out there to to get them to come down. But um, no, I said the club has got a good reputation for sort of for not holding players back. So I think there's a there's a player last year. Who trained with Charlton, Southend, uh, Reading, I think. So, um, I don't think they have a problem with it. Um, and I said, yeah, Dream World, something like that happened. But, um, mm. when is different. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, moving on to something probably a bit, bit lighter is we've seen, uh, obviously, you know, we've, we follow you on Twitter and we've noticed you're still keeping that banter going with a lot of the lads still at the club. Um, is that, is that probably the thing that you miss the most? Yeah, it's a huge part of this. Um, like it's a, as I said, it's a special kind of banter and relationship at, at Palace. Like the boy is very local. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's a South London banter if that's right. You won't get it anywhere yeah. else. Kind of. Um, but no, I, I, I do miss it. I wouldn't say it's. I say it's a big part of what I miss, but I, I miss having a training ground. I miss having somewhere regular to, um, like the. Uh, a regular kind of routine. Um, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And the, the amount of people there, you don't realise till you go. Um, like with the club I'm at now, there's sort of manager, assistant and physio. But at someone like Palace, there's sports science guys, nutrition guys, um, assistant for assistants. There's bloody everyone. You don't realise until you're not there anymore um, yeah. sort of what great facilities you have. Um, that's stunning to hear. I mean... I mean, that probably takes me on to my next question. I'll be careful how I word it as well, because uh, <laughs> we've had some co- conversations beforehand about this. But um, obviously, <laughs> we talked about facilities, and uh, and coaching comes into that. Yeah. Um, and we talk about, you know, obviously, the coaching at Palace. Is it, I suppose, is it as good as it could be? Um, and do you think that there's areas that could be improved, or it has been potentially improved? <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I spoke to you the other day. Um, I think there has been a the big improvement um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more boys that come through now especially this year um, this year and next year with the development side of things um, well look mentioning seven. mentioning no names obviously yep. Mr. Mr. X uh, you, you <laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth so basically um, we'll, we'll say you know sometimes the coaches aren't the right people for the for the job if you know what I mean and you, and you felt that that was potentially the case at Palace yeah, I think um, as much as the the person in charge of you've got to be sort of a great coach, I think they've got to be a great person and a, uh, an even better man management manager, um, especially for young players. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that there's got to be a, a manager, a development manager that the players want to play for. Um, you want to kind of, as I said, I've said about Dougie, um, you, he's the type of, type of guy you want to play for. You stick your neck on the line for him. Um, mm. And others that were there, maybe not. Um, but now, I think, from what I hear from the boys, obviously I'm not there now, so I can't really compare it. But yeah. what I hear the boys, um, so they're, they're, they're loving it. It's, it's in, yeah, I saw, I saw a Cadell Daniel actually tweeted, I think it was pretty much the first day back, uh, about Curtis Fleming and, and just about how much he'd enjoyed enjoyed that session under him. I can't remember what, exactly what he said, but um, 
but it's nice yeah it's nice if um like you say if if the if the youngsters are actually engaging with that coach and you know it can only help can't it it can only bring those people through it just seems a shame that that's not always the way it works all right i think you did really well with that <laughs> yeah, <it's just> like- <laughs> um Chris, is it alright if I ask Dan? Of course it is, Nick, since you're actually here. Off you go, mate. Yes, I've I've managed to get back online again. Uh, Hi, Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, fine. Good. Um, I'm I'm a school teacher, you may or may not know. Um, Quite a few kids at the last school I was at were going to sign deals as 11 year olds with Charlton and and Chelsea. What sort of advice would you give to somebody starting out at the very beginning? Um, I think enjoyment's the key. Uh, As I, I. joined um, an academy when I was seven years old and uh, sort of all my um, education was done in the academy and I wouldn't have stayed in it if I didn't enjoy it um, so I was lucky I've got friends that dropped out when they were sort of 13, 14 and didn't enjoy it they wanted to go and play with their mates um, there is a clubs want to get players in as young as they can but as much as I think that's, that's good because they want the top coaching I think they've got to be careful not getting them in too young um, to take away that enjoyment side of it because it can be uh, the pressure of academy football is much greater than say Sunday League that's not disrespect to Sunday League but the um, yeah. obviously academy football um, is a bit more kind of you're you're playing for, for a contract even though you're 10 or 11 years old the contract's what, what? only two years old two years long so you're kind of always having to impress and not just playing for the fun of it to, to enjoy it but um, I'd say in, enjoyment if they're not enjoying it what's What's the point in doing it? If you're enjoying it, you're likely to to play better and um and and have more fun. Yeah. So um, as yeah, enjoyment really. How did you find that pressure as, as an 11 year old? Or didn't you know any different? So it was just kind of that's what it was. Um, I think I was quite lucky really because only now where I hear back from my dad things that went on when I was younger that he kind of sheltered me from. Um, I think if I'd heard them at the time, then it would have put more pressure on me. So I think, the, as I said, I've got really good people around me. Um, it's up to the other people as much as the kid to kind of take the pressure away. Because um, football should be enjoyed. Like It shouldn't be a chore or something you feel you have to do. You should want to play football. Um, so I, I, as I, said, I kind of didn't know any different. I knew I kind of had to, had to play for contracts and stuff. But when you're 11, you don't think sort of 10 years into the future, like, oh, if I don't get a contract, this means blah, blah, blah. You kind of just yeah. play. Um, it's not really till later on, say, what, 15, 14, 15, where you start aiming for that scholar contract, um, when it kind of, you, you think more about contracts than sort of just enjoying and learning. That's actually a re- really good line of questioning. Sorry, Nick, to interrupt you. I just noticed at the, the time, I want to want to get through this. Uh, I know we, we've talked um, sort of uh, off air about you, you coming back a few times. And I think that's something we can actually come back and revisit because I, I had some questions about um, about sort of grassroots football and academy football, sort of relating to you know parents coming and watching and what that pressure's like. So I think that's something we can probably revisit um, in, yep. in the not too distant future. Uh, I know you're hopefully going to come and do a few more bits and pieces over the course of the season for us as well, Dan. Yeah, um, yeah, no which would be fantastic. All right, so your, your final question before we let you go <laughs> is: uh, I don't want to heap any pressure on people, and you don't have to say anything if, if you like. But um, basically, if well, a lot of uh, a lot of people have been impressed with a lot of our youngsters that have been breaking into the squad, and, and you've played with a lot of those guys that are coming through now. Um, and one of them who's impressed massively in in preseason is John Williams. Are you called Johnny Esther? And I think that's going to stick. <laughs> I hope um, it does. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm certainly using it every time I mention him now. Get um, the shirts. Johnny Esther 20. <laughs> yeah, we'll be. We'll go on. <laughs> I just, I mean, I've, I tell you, I've seen, I've seen the Vimpton play youth team a few times, and I always just assumed that because of his size, it's going to take him a while to come through. Uh, and when he came in and played against Wickham, and I think it was the first thing he did was sort of knock three massive blokes off the ball. And I just thought, well, that's that, that question answered then. He's, you know, he's a little terrier in there as well. I mean, how highly do you rate him? Yeah, I rate him incredibly highly. Um, it's hard because obviously he's one of my best mates, so I don't, I can't, yeah. don't want to put pressure on him because at the end of the day, no, he's no. 17. And I think that's what's happened with Will for a little bit. I think people have expected a bit too much too soon from him, which okay. isn't his own fault. So I don't want to do that to, to Johnny. Um, but no, I think he's going to be, Top top player. Um, he's got literally everything. Um, and as I said, the best thing you want him to do well. He's got. He's such a nice guy. He's got a. He's got a great attitude. He never moans. Um, he's not one of these big time Charlies that sort of. I don't know. Thinks about the money and where to go, kind of thing. He just wants yeah. to go. And I think that's the best thing about him. Um, he's always. Playing. If you ever go and watch him a game, I guarantee seventy percent of the time he'd be smiling when he's running with the ball. He's just happy constantly on the football pitch. Um, that's. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's great to hear. That's yeah, that's about as, as much as you can say. That's fantastic. All right, mate. Well, look, we're going to let you go, um, but we definitely uh, we'll, we'll check back in with you over the course of the season, see how you're getting on, but also get your uh, your sort of unique insight into what's going on at the club as well. I mean, we're yeah, obviously sure. we're hoping for a, for a positive and a season for us, and hopefully, most of the things we're talking about is how well we're doing. But um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, well, look, thank you, thank you so much, and uh, and look, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, yeah best wishes, Dan, time. for the future. Yeah, cheers, mate. Good luck, Dan. Good luck. Cheers. Bye. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, much appreciated. Um, okay, well, we're, we've uh, we've gone on. I've, well, I was enjoying that so much. I don't care how long we've gone on. Well, I, um, I thought it was very candid, Chris. It was very impressive. I felt feel yeah. like we got a bit of a scoop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's, it's a it's a very much a unique insight into into the club. But when you know, obviously, we, we talk to people who are currently there. But Dan's Dan's been through a whole sort of uh, academy career at Palace, and it's come out the other end of that. And if you can kind of imagine, basically, most of us who go and watch watch a game, we just we'd love to be out there. And he got he got as close as anyone. And you know, I think that it shows. It was obviously hard for him to take, but let's hope he gets back there and uh, as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, be, um, it's frightening the amount of players that are cast aside, though. Yeah, you know, it I is. Think must, you know, put their put their sort of gamble their whole lives on doing it. You know, it's lucky he's not a greyhound really; he'd have been shot. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed, noticed that before we got Dan on, he left a message saying he was just going to do fake tan in his hair so he would look nice for Skype. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Dan. All right, well, look, we've got, um, we've got a little feature coming up now. I've got no idea if it will work. Uh, it's called Two Word Tango, and it um, essentially, I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm not even going to give it, it. It should explain itself if I just rely on Mikey to play a clip. So, Mikey, can you play a clip? Oh, you've put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, Mikey, wake it's up. Ridiculous. Mikey's <laughs> right. actually been out drinking most of today. It's ridiculous. Uh, sorry, are you ready now, are you? Okay. It will sound like this. And then in that bit there, you say yeah. a related thing. So if it's like yeah, defenders yeah, yeah, yeah. and you say a defender, and then the tempo goes uh, up and up and up, and then someone will fail and we can defense. laugh at them. Um, can you make that slightly louder, that music? I couldn't really hear it. Could you not? I've actually yeah. had 
There you go. So like those. What, what oh. quiz show is that from, Mikey? Is that Mr. and Mrs.? <laughs> Stop going on about Mr. and Mrs. You. No, it's it's Mr. and Mr. All right, yeah. let's give it a go, and if it goes horribly wrong, I'll blame Mark. Let's go. So the subject will be said by me at the beginning. So <laughs> okay. It goes Chris, uh, Chris, Mark, then Nick. Okay. And it just carries on until someone fails. Go. Managers of the past. Steve Cobble. Steve Kemba. Um, Marky. I didn't, I didn't hear Mark. Mark no, Mark didn't say a word. So didn't Mark's hear. out. <laughs> Just Sorry, me and Nick then. No, start again. I didn't oh, hear it. Thanks. Sorry. Oh. Go again. This is what we have to do with every week. Go on. Christ. Right. Managers of the past. Steve Corporal. Alan Smith. Steve Kemba. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're out, Chris. Yeah, that was it. You got to three. <laughs> I was I was thinking about something else. I forgot. Go on. It's fine. You two. Christ. Is it Mark next? Yes. George Burley. Peter Taylor. Neil Warnock. Telly Vegetables. <laughs> Trevor Francis. Steve Popple again. Repetition, that's fine, it's over. Paul Hart. It's alright. Wait, wait. <laughs> what were we waiting for, Chris? I was going to say, you can't have Steve Copple again, so you no, can't. It's all ruined it. Mark no, Steve Copple was manager twice. It's the same pl- person, though. We need no, to go away really hard. We need to go away and uh, argue about this. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, fight, right. fight, fight. <laughs> it's well worth a discussion at some point. Fight, yeah, I hope that was fun at home. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, well, no, we'll Not try that words again. You said. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what happened. I, do you know, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what I was going to say. I had the first name John in my head. Did we have a manager <laughs> called John? I, mean, I think we had a manager called John. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, one of the next things I want to bring up, we'll, we'll, we'll keep this rolling on. We'll have a little uh, discussion about the badge and uh, about the Brighton ticket situation in a moment. But I wanted to actually do the uh, quick reminder for the fantasy football uh, sign-up. We've got 20 people involved so far. And we're doing a little prize pot. If you pay us, pay us. you put £5 into a pot uh, on PayPal. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, and basically, it's a winner-takes-all thing. We're using the... Uh, the Texaco Fantasy Football for the Championship, we're using that. So you register on that website, everyone sees who's got what team and all that sort of stuff, so it's com- completely transparent. If you go to www.wholeradio.net forward slash fantasy, uh, that will redirect to the forum post, and uh, if you want to join in, do so. And uh, I say, winner takes all, it should be hilarious. Um, Oh, I've got a fantastic team. I think you're all in trouble. But if you want to make me look like an idiot, which I'm quite capable of doing myself, uh, then, then you know, do join in. Let's say 20 people so far. More people that join in, that bigger that prize. So, uh, be, yeah, say, it should be a lot of fun. And Is it certainly, true you've completely changed your team already? Who <laughs> me? No, I changed yeah. a couple of things because Chris Eagle's got sold. Um, I moved, oh, I better change him. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, have a look. It's thinking shows the transfers in in the um, actually in your team the stuff you show who transferred. But anyway, well, yeah. The last thing I was going. No, you see, you made me forget by interrupting me. I was going to say something else. It was going to be really good. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly. Press on. Press on. Chris. Yeah, press on. It will come back to me as we go. Um, emails. I think we've got a few. Uh, I can't read any of them at the moment, so... Um, Why that, not? Because you, you made me shut everything down because of my robot voice. It's remember that. You can, you can open it now. Oh, I can uh, open it now. Mark, you can start you. with... Um, uh, Alright, I've, I've got one from John Kipling. Okay, that'll be fine. Hello there, he says. Uh, looking forward to the new season. Went to the Wickham pre-season, but wasn't particularly impressed with the lack of accurate finishing. But it was pre-season. Didn't like the Brazil away strip. Don't know what that's got to do with anything. But anyway, couldn't easily see who was who, was who as there was no easily visible numbers. It's true, yeah. Yes, well, um, can't really do much about that now. <laughs> I think that the Doog is up to sorting the issues at centre-back and up front, and the window doesn't close until it end of August, which is a good point. So there will be a little extra time available to him as well. Cheers. John, got, uh, Eagle. Anyone got any thoughts on... On that, I think the fact that the uh, window doesn't shut till the end of August does give us a bit of time, but that tends to bring in the old panic buys and overinflated yeah. prices and things the like that, and uh, we don't want it. Yeah. Mm. What, what, yeah. what day does the um, do the Premiership teams have to announce their squads? Because that's always a big event, isn't it? Uh, you it's know, a very, the... very good point. The twenty-five men squad in the Premier League's you you always find that there's a and there's always a you know a surprising name or two omitted from that squad, and they've then they've got to play football somewhere, and they you know and they can't. They can't be added to the squad until I think. Well, I think there's another opportunity at the turn of the year, maybe, to change the squad. Don't know, maybe. Don't really follow the Premier League, but um. But funnily enough, there's yeah. um another email, uh, not far off the same subject, really, from uh, Mike Roch, and he says, uh, <laughs> 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 "It's Mike." <laughs> Mike Roch. Don't uh, it? Anyway. Don't it? Don't it? Piss you off when Palace phones moan about not buying a centre half? Don't these bellends realise that play- <laughs> buying a player? <laughs> Isn't like buying a loaf of bread at Tesco's. Anyway, panic buy. <laughs> panic buying is the last thing we want to do. Also, mm. Nick Nick touched my ball sack. It's uh, too touche in my Balzac. He does, yeah. He <laughs> too shame my Balzac. Yeah. But we don't. We um, don't want to get into this panic buying thing. No, no. That, that I is think Brian, Brian, buying bread in Tesco is really hard. Do you go for the slice? Do you go for the Warburtons or the Hobbies? Or, you know, do you save up your... You buy the Nick, 20... Nick, I don't want to alarm you, but you've gone mental talking about bread again. Um, well, saying, just, it's not, just, it, I'm just saying, it's not like... It is like buying a bread, loaf of bread. Yeah, it's it is a choice. There. And you've got considerations, mate, like buying a slice of Tesco's own so you can afford some... White stripe or whatever. Nick, haven't, like, you got to go, haven't you got to go and put the rubbish out or something, Nick? Yeah, no, I was going to say, look, <laughs> no, you're right, Nick, actually. I mean, I like French bread, but I don't think it's strong enough in certain circumstances. Do you, do you see? Do you see? I've, I've equated the French bread to the French trialist. Anyway, um, so what, what about panic buying? Is the yeah, point. panic buying is a thing we want to avoid. Uh, I think it's a very good uh, point. I think it's well made. Um, An if not sarcastic, Fred today about by, uh, getting Claude Davis back. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be a recurring theme. But I, I, I tell you what, I mean, it does does really seem a stupid decision to have not kept him on. I, I mean, I don't know whether there's more to it than just ability. And I know he was told he was going to be offered a contract at one stage, and he, he was pretty upset with it in the end. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what happened. It just seems odd 
that I, I can only imagine that we thought Gardner was a done deal. Um, that's the that's the only thing that makes sense, other than if Dougie really does not rate him. Uh, I think Claude had his issues, but if I'd be much happier going into the season now if we still had him on our books. And I, and I don't even think he's got another club, so it just seems odd. It seems really odd, but but there it is, you know. Back back to the Dan Pringle thing. I wonder how somebody like Claude feels in relation to somebody like Dan, who's you know been playing professionally for a few years and suddenly is left in the wilderness because that happens to quite a few players as well. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it goes to show, really. It doesn't matter which end of your career you're at, really. It, it can happen to anyone. And I think I think you only have to look at the uh, the free transfer list on the PFA site to see just how many players uh, still haven't got a club right now. I mean, actually, Anthony Gardner still hasn't got a club right now. Right now, I don't think. But um, but I just yeah, there's so much there's so much to um to think about, and it just seems odd that we're at this stage now. And still haven't got a centre back, but but like we say, we're, we're talking about panic buying, and we're talking about we want to avoid it. And everyone knows just buying someone for the sake of it is is the worst possible idea. Uh, you you know, it, it's it's fine to be a fan and to sit in sit in the ground and say, oh, you know, that uh, Maxime Brio, he had forty five brilliant minutes uh, against Norwich. We must sign him, but yeah, but, you know, but but Dougie's seeing him on the training ground, and he's the one who's got a got to say to the owners listen let's spend our money on this guy let's offer him this contract yeah, clearly if he's not up to it we have to accept that that's the right decision guys mikey's just reminded me we haven't done the peterborough preview so we better do that now while there's anyone still listening sorry um just a very very quick run through what it is obviously it's our first league game of the season it's the big one sold 2800 tickets uh, already uh, i think if you're gonna buy a ticket for that one i think get it in advance um, i think there's a new new lot arriving at the club tomorrow the next batch uh, from what I read, so that'd be fantastic if you want to get to that. But don't, I wouldn't be a hundred percent comfortable with waiting until the day if I was you. <clears throat> so let me read from uh, from Wikipedia. I mean, from my notes uh, about Peterborough United Football Club. Peterborough United Football Club are an English professional football club based in Peterborough. Hmm. Are they? They are. They were formed in 1934 and played in the Old Midland League, which they won six times and admitted to the Football League in 1960, replacing Geertshead. Uh, their home ground is London Road, and the club nickname is The Posh, after the Spice Girl, I believe. Uh, Peterborough gained promotion to the 2011-2012 Football League Championship via the League One playoffs, beating Huddersfield 3-0 in the final at Old Trafford. Their highest finishing position in the Football League ladder hmm, was 10th in the Championship. <clears throat> Since September 2006, uh, Darren McAntony has been the chairman. Um, Barry Fry, who was the chairman there before, cited a Sky One documentary, Big Ron Manager, featuring everyone's favourite racist manager, Ron Atkinson. Uh, it was a factor in attracting investment from McAntony. Uh, he's legally obliged to give first refusal and third party, blah, 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 blah. In the event of the sale, Fry retained 99.8% ownership of the club, but McAntony gained power of attorney to the club affairs. So Barry Fry owns 99.8% of Peterborough. Yet Dara McAntony makes the decisions. Interesting one. So that's a little bit of history on Peterborough since there's no games been played, so there's no stats or anything like that. But the pre-season form has been good. They've, um, they've scored 14 goals in five games. Yeah, they won 4-2 at Crawley as well. Last what's, in what's interesting about that, though, is, you know, I, I don't know if you can compare it against when Crawley played Palace, but according to the manager, uh, mm. this Mr. Ferguson Jr., um, <laughs> he said they were pretty um, crap when it was first team against first team, 
It was only when Crawley changed to their reserve string did um, Peterborough assert themselves on the game. Oh, to really? quote Fergie himself, we weren't competitive in the first half against a very good Crawley side. They were better than us on and off the ball, which was surprising as well as disappointing. I'm so amazed scoring, They're scoring lots and lots of goals. Obviously, um, the triple-barreled surname bloke who's gone to Brighton isn't there anymore. Yeah. But um, well, I'm, just gonna, uh, I'm just going to look at some of their players to watch, actually. Can yeah. I just say, though, before you do, Mark, sorry, yeah. it's they... they they um they are looking iffy um because Matt Lawrence scored against them for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, Matt. Nah. It's, um, <laughs> There's always yeah. space in our hearts for Matt Lawrence. I love it's Matt hard. Lawrence. Yeah, I do as well. What a player. See, he's, see if we can get him back off Gillingham. That would please a few people. Anyway, if we Mark, get him on the show one day. Yeah, we're we trying, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mark, take us through the players to watch for Peterborough. Well, obviously, George Boyd is uh, is one of their top players. He's a player who's been linked with Palace on several occasions and is a Crystal Palace fan, as many of you, mm. I'm sure, are aware. He was born in Chatham, Kent, and grew up watching the Eagles as a youngster. Uh, he's 25 now. Uh, he's a highly rated player since he joined uh, Posh from Stevenage in 2007. And uh, he's played for Posh about 180-plus times, scoring... 50-odd goals, so he's roughly uh, a goal every three or four games from midfield. Pretty good stuff. He's also a Scotland B international. Uh, dangerous player, and I think he could be a thorn in our side on Saturday. Let's hope not. Interestingly, they've uh, recruited two players from Man U on loan. Scott Wooden, a 19-year-old defender. He joined... Uh, uh, he's actually the team captain of the Man United Academy. Uh, originally joined Liverpool, uh, left Liverpool, went to Man U, and he had a loan spell at Tranmere last season. He's represented England at under-17 level. Uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe, he's an 18-year-old midfield player. He's on loan from Man U, um, mm. and he's been described as a classic box-to-box midfielder, not by me, but by the <laughs> press. <laughs> uh, he can also play uh, in defence as well, and he's... Uh, one of uh, so-called Alex Ferguson's uh, fast-emerging stars. Uh, yeah. He's also played, uh, been capped by England at under-16, 17 and 19 level, although mm. neither Tunnicliffe or Wooden have actually made first-team debuts. They are. Can I, uh, can I ask you about your, your opinion on uh, Darren Ferguson managing by simply borrowing Manchester United young players? How do you feel about that? Are you asking me? How I yeah. Can't stand think, the block. <laughs> that's really what I was looking for. It just seems, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember last, was it last season he was sacked from Preston? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had a whole load of uh, players on loan from Man U, sacked mm. Ferguson for, for being awful, effectively. And, uh, and yeah, mysteriously, all those players were recalled. It's just an observation, just reminded me of that. But, um, you know, he's no, back, back doing it again. Uh, well, you sniff a rat, do you? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Any others? Uh, yeah, they've got um, a couple of uh, a recent. Well, he's set to be a new addition. They've paid <clears throat> in the region of a quarter of a million for uh, a youngster, nineteen-year-old Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Um, pending a medical, he's due to join, so he's likely to feature on Saturday. Um, he was there last year at London Road. He played about forty times, and he's been capped at 
England under 16 and under 17 mm-hmm. level. So that's interesting. And they've also been connected to a uh, former German international who's on trial. He's 30 year old defender, Marco Engelhardt. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> but we have to wait and see whether he impresses okay. enough to warrant a contract. Joe Lewis, of course, is their goalkeeper mm. and is highly thought of, but uh, injured, I believe. He's yeah. is currently injured, and Paul Jones will be between the sticks on Saturday. Interesting. Yeah, okay, mate. That's great, about it. Great stuff. Um, well, it's good. I mean, obviously, uh, there's still rumours abound that, uh, that the likes of Lewis and Boyd are. A sort of inviting offers for them, and the club won't stop them leaving. But um, I probably won't be in time for uh, Boyd to leave. Unless we've, there was, uh, I saw on the, uh, there's been an offer for Boyd of eight hundred and fifty k. Kind of hoping it's us. Not convinced it is. Very I unlikely. Think I, I think say. it's Burnley. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I suppose. Yeah. yeah Chris be. Eagles and Tyrone Mears replacement. Do you remember um, Lewis was involved in that match um, against Millwall a couple of years ago? And he faced a penalty kick three times against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dave Martin got brought down and then uh, Peter awarded a penalty. I think Lewis um, moved off his line or something like that before the ball had been struck. And uh, he saved it, was retaken, he saved it again. And then at the third attempt, uh, Dave Martin, bit part player at Palace a couple of seasons mm. ago, scored and uh, the goal stood. But uh, there's a bit yeah. of... Uh, Pub trivia good, quiz for you. Good knowledge. <laughs> good right, knowledge. Well, um, I don't think we need to wrap it up fairly quickly from there. But I mean, just just one last little word. Um, we can probably talk about Brighton tickets next week. Um, obviously, the ticket allocation um, method has caused some degree of discussion. I think that's probably worth worth talking about in a bit of detail about what's going on. I know it's recently been revised, and I think it's a case of look out on the club website for the slight change in there. But I think people have actually posted. Uh, what that actually is, anyway, on the on the sites. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the badge situation. Hopefully, Nick's now rejoined us. Uh, last week, last week we talked about that, and I just want to get a very, very quick op- opinion, and not quite a yes or no, but near enough, uh, an opinion on whether you are open, in principle, to the idea of changing the current Crystal Palace badge, Mark. My preference would be not to change the current badge. However, prob- that probably falls into the category of an old fart who doesn't like change. <laughs> so if CPFC 2010 want to put a modern twist or slant on the badge because they think it's a bit outdated, mm. I would be in favour of a new club crest. But I think the uh, kit badge should remain in the same. I think there's okay. an opportunity to have both. But uh, that's yes. we can discuss that uh, later. Oh, mate. No, that's fine. That's perfect. Uh, Nick, what's your opinion on the matter? Uh, it, it's changed quite a lot over the years, and it's... To keep it exactly the same, it, you know, it's it's not moving. I mean, at least you know, thinking about Spurs bags, they used to have lots on their bags. Now they just wear a cock on their shirt. So at least we're <laughs> not in that position, are we? So no, um, not yet. I anyway, think, no. it's like naked butt cheeks on the Brighton badge, isn't it? People are talking about the local area. I, I, I had an idea the other day where we should perhaps have um, Nick a bit of an idea from Paris Saint Germain and have one of the television transmitter towers in the badge somewhere with a crystal mm. on top holding an eagle. Yeah, that's 
That's the clean version <laughs> of what you said, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, um, well, we'll come back to that over the uh, the coming well, the weeks. The current badge has only oh. has only been with us since '94, so it's not like yeah, it's exactly an right. iconic. It's not like it's, it's an iconic badge going right. back since 1905. It's a point well made, but I think again, you're talking about uh, people. I hate to use the phrase, but it's, it's a cliche, but it's the right one. Sort of evolution, not revolution. And I think that the some of the ideas are what I would consider to be revolution, as in it's a complete change. Um, but we wait and see. We wait and see what they are when they come out. I know some people have seen them all, but but until they're all released, until that, that discussion goes on, we'll just keep coming back to it um, as and when new information comes along. Is there any truth in the rumour <laughs> that um, in, in a, a way of trying to attract more youth to the club, um, mm. that they're actually going to use the Homesdale.net radio logo with the headphones on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that, I don't know how you found that out, damn it. <laughs> that, that was a secret as well. Um, oh, do you know what? Mikey just typed something that made me go completely insane. Don't worry about it, <laughs> listeners. Let's end the show there before I completely lose the plot. Um, look, next week we've got, uh, Quade Taylor coming on to talk to us, which should be extremely entertaining. He's, he's a fun guy on Twitter and, um, be great to hear how he's been settling in at club since he joined from uh, Dulwich last season. Uh, how he found his return to to that club in the four three defeat and and what his hopes are for the season ahead. Um, and yeah, I'm that that one that you've highlighted in yellow, Mike, is not happening. Yep. Um, so <laughs> so we'll we'll leave that alone. Um, yeah, so I mean that's that's what's happening next week. We'll talk more. We'll pick up some topics from uh, from the from the boards, and also we'll be reviewing that uh, that paper game, which should be hopefully a nice comfortable away win first game of the season yeah this time next week we'll be in the season yeah exactly can you believe how quickly it's come along I'm so poor already and I haven't even been to a league game yet (laughs) Um, anyway are there still tickets available for that Uh, for Peterborough there are still still tickets available if you haven't got your tickets get them quick do you work in marketing Mark <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on a percentage. <laughs> on, uh, on that bombshell, um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much to Dan Pringle for joining us, and, and hopefully we'll get to speak to him again soon. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to uh, to hear from you. Don't forget, you can talk to us during the week with any ideas or suggestions. Radio at homesdale.net or find us on one of the forums. But until next week, goodbye. goodbye. Can you ring us next week, Bye. please, Jerry? Thank you. <laughs> It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.